Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Beer Show with Chris Reavers and Mike Fratelloni. That's right. Thursday night means it's Beer Show night here on Score North on 1500. And of course, we're online at scorenorth.com. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. Hey, Reavers, did you hear what happened to me? Oh, boy. I was playing golf in Florida, sitting at a oh. 78 going into the 18th hole. Mm-hmm. Got a 14. I've never had a 14 a four, in my on life. On one hole, you it had a 14? It was a dog leg to the right, 280 yards to carry the water, and I said, I can do this. And you know what I can't do? Can't hit the ball 280 right. yards. So I lost a bunch of balls, got a 14, ended with a 92. You know, there's you another guy in town. 14. There's another yeah, guy in can. town that has already kind of uh, copyrighted doing his golf game on his radio show. Yes. So I don't think you're going to be able to do that. <laughs> okay, well, that's okay. I'm going to start every show from here on out as soon as it gets warm with my last golf. Game. <laughs> and I know Dan is a daily, or excuse me, a weekly uh, downloader of the beer show. Yeah, so what'd, you get on, what'd you get on one? Uh, anyway, let's transition to our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits for the weekly beer run. They are the best. Best bottle shops in the Twin Cities, folks. They are located in South Minneapolis at Hiawatha and 42nd and Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. Tom is here. Hi, Tom. Hey, I'm pretty sure you stopped counting at 10. Like, you, you can't just, stop counting in golf ever. You like, count every single stroke no matter what. Ask, ask Joe Suchere. Did you, you get the? Uh, did you give it the foot wedge? Have you guys I mean, ever given it the foot wedge? Like, oh, I would never cheat in golf. No sense really getting that upset about it. Grab your 10, hit the 19th. <laughs> there you go. 19th green. That's right. true. That's whatever. True. Uh, no, actually, I came here to talk about hockey. Yeah? Why? <laughs> okay. Just out of the blue? We he are doesn't, even, he, doesn't, he doesn't even want to promote his fine liquor stores. He wants to talk about we hockey. We do have liquor stores. One of them's in White Bear Lake. Sadly, they uh, took down the ponies last night. I don't know if uh, you saw that. This is high school hockey. High school up. hockey. Oh. Yeah, it's a big deal for White Bear Lake. Okay. Section finals. Uh, we're Go taking, Bears. taking on Stillwater, and, and we felt so bad about that win that we decided to bring Brad... Glenn on from Lift Bridge, of course. Stillwater. Got Stillwater, it. Minnesota. Makes a lot of sense. I was asking uh, Brad how he wanted me to introduce him. He's just like, owner. Owner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes we get into that where it's like... They have a lot of titles. Yeah, you know, are yeah. you a CEO? Are you a VP of mm. something? He's talking about marketing. He does it all. But, uh, but yeah. you know what? Much like the world of craft beer... The world of high school hockey in this state, there's a sense of camaraderie between everyone. You saw the mm-hmm. video last night of, I believe it was Breck beating uh, Benild, or was it Blake? I can't remember, on a shootout goal. Mm-hmm. And the opposing goalie went and consoled the kid that gave up the game. That's cool. Wow. That I mean, is, I mean, that's, yeah. that's he sportsmanship. He skated over there and he said, hey, buddy, you really suck at this. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> that you let this. Well, My friends are getting this viral. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's right going to think I'm being a gentleman, but in reality, I'm stealing your girlfriend right now. <laughs> so if Hill Murray was another brewery, I would not borrow them 
hops. I got you. Okay. 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 That's that's where we go there. So that's games <laughs> on Friday. Anyways, that just kind of came together. But we're happy to have our you know a, a, a featured beer of the month partner in Liftbridge here today, and, and it'd be cool to talk to Brad a little bit about what's going on uh, with Liftbridge, uh, both right now a current beer of the month at elevated seven ninety nine for six packs. Can't beat that on great Liftbridge beer. And then also some new beers coming out and what's happening going forward. All right, so Brad, let's transition to the beers at Liftbridge. First of all, welcome back to the beer show, my friend. Thank you. It's great to be here. Uh, I want to get right into the Irish Coffee Stout because as we were preparing for the broadcast in the green room, you were raving about this particular combination and, and one that I am not familiar with at all. And I'm very familiar with your guys' beer, but I'm not familiar with the Irish coffee stout. So I'm excited to learn more. Yeah, I love it every year. We've done it about six years, uh, six or seven years. And we've been working with five watt coffee. Um, out of Stillwater? No, they're in oh. Minneapolis. At oh, a few okay. Different locations. Okay. Uh, they actually started a little bit bigger of a company doing more um, extraction from beans. So they're doing like some crazy like caffeine out of green beans and stuff mm. like that too but at their heart they they are awesome coffee people so they really understand what different varieties do you know affect different flavors and that sort of thing so when we're looking with a, a partner to create something that's again that that kind of um, combines all those things in that Irish coffee the, the traditional Irish coffee which is you know whiskey and cream and coffee mm-hmm. right? We wanted to, uh, you know, do that in beer form. So working with those guys has been really super. Um, and I think this year's combination is just better than ever. It's great. So when you're, you know, obviously I'm familiar with, you know, the Mango Blondes and, and a lot of the other brands that you guys have. When you're when you're trying to compose an Irish coffee stout, it seems to me from the outside looking in that there are so many inner workings of a just a specific beer like that. It seems like it can be pretty easy to screw up a beer like that. Is that is that fair? Yeah. Oh, probably, yeah, for sure. Um, the stout needs to be the right the right amount of. Uh, so we make a cream stout, which has lactose in it, so it's a little bit sweeter. And then the coffee that we use, we tried a million different varieties, and again, that's where Five Watt comes in. So they're the experts. We wanted to really get a low acid coffee, um, so again, it, it wouldn't bring down and, and make it taste thin. Mm-hmm. You want to. A lower acid coffee with um, some great chocolate notes and coffee notes too to kind of meld in with that sweet stout, so it it, it stays sweeter. It's not thin. It's got a great mouthfeel. It's very smooth on the mouth. Is that, yeah. It's like you're drinking something silky. Exactly. Right? Yep. I was when we were talking in the green room, and, and Brad kept like talking about it and going deep into it, and he said we were looking for the flavor of a brownie, but not the brownie. The edges that are crisp, and I'm like, mm. I can taste that. When you, I, I don't know if I could have ever put that into words, but I had the beer right at my nose at that point, and I was like, I can taste that right now—the crisp edge of a brownie in that beer. And 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 I was thinking, how do you do that? How do you get your brew? How do you turn to your brewer and say, we don't want a brownie flavor, we want the crisp edge of the brownie flavor? And the brewer says, I got it. Stand back. Yeah, I'm gonna make that. It's having a good team. It's seriously, it's having a good team and being super collaborative. It's a lot of fun, and it's become a lot more and more fun each year that passes. So, so do you like how when he looked at me as he asked the question, I was gonna reply, "What the hell are you asking me for?" (laughs) I just think like you know the romantic side of it is, is is kind of the the confluence of you know these different ingredients you have coffee that's complex and and all these roasted malts um 
and you know they have those complexities too so they're all kind of working together and swirling around you know the 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 non-romantic side of me would say you know you talk about things and then you kind of taste them too sure you can kind of like go both ways not to say that it's not there Mm -hmm. but it's just like oh yeah i'm connecting those flavors here's where i've had that before you know, when you kind sure. of describe something. So mm-hmm. it's just interesting to me to kind of see both sides so of it. you're that. saying I'm just simple-minded enough. Right. That if he this would have said, can you taste butterscotch? I'm like, yeah. oh my God, butterscotch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> can you taste dryer link? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I would have had it all, if whatever he would have said. Right. Yeah. I, I agree, I agree. That, that came off a little more condescending than I meant. No, but, but, but you're right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just when there's a lot going on there, you know, it's going to be subjective what those people like taste mm-hmm. out of it. So when you get that aha moment, and I, I agree. You know, I think it's that roastiness mm-hmm. from the malt that kind of brings in kind of, it's not burnt, not burnt. Mm-hmm. Crisp. Crisp. Yeah. And Mike, burnt. by the way, condescending. Chocolate. Yes. Condescending. That's when you talk down to people. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, thank fine. you. Good. I did we not know that. Wow. <laughs> thank you. Liftbridge Brewing Company, the guest here on the beer show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. And uh, two tastings per usual. It's the double beer show featured tasting this Friday at the South Minneapolis location from 5 to 7 p.m. And this Saturday at the White Bear Lake store from 3 to 5 p.m. All right, Brad, back to the beers. I know. You guys created an absolute monster a couple of years ago when you introduced Mango Blonde IPA to the public, which was great. I, I, I remember the first time I had it. It probably was even here in the studio or a- after the show was concluded, of course. Um, but I remember thinking, oh, my God, it this is going to go gangbusters this summer. And so is this year three, four? What what year is this for Mango Blonde? I believe this is year four of okay. having it in package. Okay. And, and, yeah, it's been better than that last year was great we introduced 12 packs yes and uh just because you know you six isn't enough right you need, you need you definitely need more you know why so. it's not because i'll have it in my fridge and my stupid neighbor dave will come over and take yeah, like dave. two of them out of there dave, get out of here no, well, it's kidding. a very dave. very drinkable mango f- taste to it it's not a oh i just got punched by a mango no, fruit. It's, it, it's a soft yeah. mango still delicious but mango's that kind of fruit you can have a lot of i can't have a bunch of bud light limes because the lime gets to be too much but this i can have many of these mm-hmm. yeah and that was unintentionally definitely keep it a little bit lower on the mango side so it's not cloying and sweet you mm-hmm. know it is a sweet fruit right but it just kind of matches with that blonde ale really nice it's refreshing and yeah you can Definitely have more than one. Yeah, so from year one, production-wise, from year one to now in year four and, and beyond, what type of increase in production are we talking about for Mango Blonde for uh, you guys at Liftbridge? Just about doubled every year the last three You're years. You're kidding me. So this wow. year we won't. Double, I don't think. Um, just yeah, be, but you're forgetting that you're on there. the beer show talking about yeah, it right we, now. Yeah, I don't know. Right now, I better <laughs> might better have to bump those up. Well, yep. I, but in all honesty, what what is that fine line that you walk? Because you obviously have a beer that people are very passionate about, and one that people seek out when it's released. So, how do you walk trying to meet that demand, but yet letting them wanting a little bit more? Right. Well, we work with our distributor partners, and we get a lot of pre-sales too. There's a lot of bars that. You know, are like, oh, we're going to have patio parties, we're going to do this and that, and we kind of know that, so we set aside enough. Um, You know, awesome stores like Elevated are going to, you know, have that in displays in the first 50-degree Saturday. It's going to go. So we we know we need to kind of front load in a little bit, and then we kind of take it from there and see what our mix is and, and do more kegs one week and more cases the next, that sort of thing, just to make sure, you know, it's all about freshness, too. So that's why it goes away for a while. Um, it's nice to kind of reset and then have the you know the new year because again 
craft beer is all about fresh beer. Yep. Fresh beer tastes better. That's what we want. So it's a little bit easier to manage when we can just run it as a seasonal. All like right. That. Really, really stupid question because I'm allowed at least one of these every show. But with a beer like that, and as you were saying, double production, you know, year after year, do you eventually see this as being maybe a year round beer or would you prefer it not to get that, get to that? Uh, I don't level? know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but we've just said no so far because it, it's going really good how it is. Sure. It's kind of fun to mark spring with like next week, you know, yeah, we'll have mango comes, starting yeah. to trickle out and then mm-hmm. it'll, in about two weeks, it'll be full force everywhere. So then, you know, it's just a good feeling, right? That did, spring this, is coming. did this come through the advent of this beer? Did it come through your tap rooms? Did someone say, hey, let's try this mango thing. Let's call it a mango blonde. Let's throw it on tap. And then did it blow out of the tap room? And you said, oh, wait, wait, wait. Or can you think of a beer that did that? Yeah, no, this this did definitely. One of our uh, previous uh, brewmasters, Matt Hall, was uh, spent time in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I love pineapple beers. I've made a ton of those. I've made mango beers. I've made, you know, use coconut, anything on the island kind of thing. And we're like, well, what, what was the best? And he's like, well, I really think mango would work out. So we tried a different you know, a couple different varieties of it, uh, iterations of it. And, and yeah, the first year we just did kegs and we did like 60 kegs and we're like, what the hell are we going to do with all this mango blonde kegs? <laughs> and, uh, luckily after a month, everyone's like, Oh my gosh, you got to do that again and again. So then the next year we introduced cans and, you know, and then again, just double, double, double. Then it's, it's been great. So yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about that a couple of years ago when we got the cans and then they ran out and everyone mm-hmm. was calling me. Saying, <laughs> what the heck? Why on? is their production not doing it? Ah, yeah. I'm just like, all right, guys, we gotta, we gotta step things up naturally here. We can't mm. uh, go from zero to a thousand, which sure. is what it felt like this beer did. And, and, uh, now it's great to kind of have in 12 packs. I always, you know, pop one of those into my, uh, cooler or into the beer fridge, you know, mm-hmm, yep. to have just that sessionable, nice, refreshing, uh, but with good flavor, and and uh, it, it 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 is a great. And it one. has like mango, so you're kind of getting a fruit and vegetable and serving. Basically, yep. right? I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> good vitamins. Uh, Liftbridge Brewing Company, the guest here on the beer show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. And hey, whether you are a uh, brewery that has a seasonal brew, and maybe you're looking forward to, to ramp up your production, I want to introduce you to my good friends at Dasco Label. You've heard of them up in Blaine. Of course you have. They've been in business for over 60 years, and they started this really cool new project to bring all of your own labeling in-house. You might be asking yourself why, Michael. Well, it's because right. they're beverage labeling experts. Maybe what you need is a rush order of custom labels for your new seasonal brew. Dasco Label is going to work with you to maximize your brand's potential. As I mentioned earlier, they are local and they are also family owned and operated and mostly they are here to help you and your brewery grow because guess what? They are big time craft beer fans just like you and just like me. You can learn more about how they can help you from the creative development to everything labeling online at dasco.com. That's D-A-S-C-O dot com. It's Dasco, local labeling solutions for all things beverage. All right, so uh, Brad, I have to issue a public uh, service announcement here. My uh, neighbor Dave was listening, so I'm going to need a couple extra cans uh, of mango blonde <laughs> to be able to take home and stick in the fridge for him, just so you so I'm going to need a couple of those to come home with me. All right. Uh, you mentioned the Irish Coffee Stout from Liftbridge. You guys are having an Irish Fest, you mentioned. Is that happening this weekend? When is that happening? Uh, next week, March next weekend. 7th. Okay. Yeah, so next weekend, uh, March 7th, we're doing a little Irish Fest, Irish bands, 
Obviously, we'll have the beer on tap. Cool. Uh, Five Watt, I think, is doing a little coffee drink, too. Nice. So, a lot of fun. I wanted to transition to to almost non-beer for just a brief second. I mentioned this to you earlier. Um, I had a meeting over in Stillwater, and it's very rare that I make it over that way. It's about about once a year, actually. Wow, congratulations. Um, And it is on the opposite side of the world for me. But I did (laughs) want to make sure that I stopped in at the brewery for at least a pint, and I did. And I bought a can of the root beer. I bought a can of the cream soda and is it the is it cherry soda? What's black the cherry? Black cherry. Yeah. And I brought them home because I wanted to make root beer floats for the boys. And I had a cherry float for myself. Kudos to you guys and the soda department or whatever you want to call it because your canned soda is phenomenal. It's oh. really really good. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. So when you when you are doing that as a product as a little side project inside the brewery, how much of that becomes a focus for the business itself? Um, I'm just generally well, and, curious. And how it started, it was, you know, we, we all have families, and Stillwater's, you know, a, a family community, Absolutely. I guess. I don't know. So, yep. like, when we started having Rip Beer, and we noticed a lot more families came, um, other people would have little festivals downtown or whatever, and ask if, you know, they could feature our Rip Beer for, like, the ice cream socials, and oh, that kind cool. of thing they have down. So we're like, yeah, actually, this is kind of a great product, right? And then a few of the you know local restaurants wanted to pick it up, so then it, it kind of grew on itself, and and uh, and it's been really great uh, to get it out there again. If people aren't drinking or or for kids, work beer floats, everything like that, it's it's been awesome. So we were like, well, let's try a cream soda, and let's now let's try black cherry, and now we're in you know a lot of grocery stores and then a lot of the convenience stores around everywhere, which. You know, again, it's looking at craft beer. It's what makes it better. While we, you know, choose the ingredients, we taste it. We're mindful of what we're putting in there. Only, you know, pure sugar, nothing, no high fructose, that kind of thing. So, carrying that into the, you know, the soda, same thing. It's 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 a better crafted well, product. Can we not do a black cherry soda beer? <laughs> that doesn't. I mean, black cherry soda sounds delicious. Is it that unheard of to no. think that we could flavor up a black, black cherry? cherry soda seltzer from Lift Rich? Oh, that's not bad too. <laughs> I mean, is that is that not possible? You could add some of the flavors of a sure. soda into a beer. Sure. Yeah, well, but, you're welcome. Yeah, you can have that idea, stuff. and yeah. you'll sell one can. One to, to me, Mike. <laughs> but I'll probably want it for free because I thought of it. Right. <laughs> but it is it is funny. I like the idea of. Bring the family down, which of course that's Lift Bridge, is it? When I was there, I I believe there were three different families that I saw seated at the tables there. But I love the idea of yes, mom, come on in. Your husband's mm. gonna get loaded, and your kids are gonna go home with a sugar you rush. Know, I'm gonna <laughs> argue. I, I love Stillwater. You don't know this about me, but I love Stillwater. But never in my life have I thought about bringing my children to Petey Pappy's or Tony No Necks or No Neck Tony's or whatever it's called, <laughs> or to my buddy's boats. I never want my kids around when I'm experiencing those things. If you know what I mean. Stillwater is not always a family friendly place. Yeah, but <laughs> except there, there for you, you might you might make families. There's, in Le, there's Leo's, there's Candyland that has some fantastic yeah, candy. That's true, you can, that's true. I do want to touch on that here. Give, in a minute. give your kids, you know, forty bucks and say, I'm gonna go to Pappy's. Try to find your way down there. Yeah. But your current location is your second location, correct? Or is it or no, is that the original? We're primary right now with our same original location. It is, we okay. talked about expanding, which we still need to do. We're looking for a production facility right now. So it's just been our you know, our previous project that we were supposed to kick off last year was a little over budget, so we took a timeout because 
you know, I I want to do this for another eleven years and don't want to go broke uh, building a building. Yeah, so you should right. do it in uh, uh, Hudson. Do it across the river. That'd be good. Fun. Yeah. You know, any, we're looking around. So um, <clears throat> definitely, we, you know, we we need to do that. We've uh, expanded quite a bit. We're now, I think, this fifth or sixth largest brewery in the state. So Are you kidding? We're up to last wow. year we did about twenty three thousand barrels. So, so yeah, what's going to happen when you hit your twenty four thousand barrel can't sell growlers um, and? Yeah, well, we we're going to hit 20 this year, okay. next, you know, so um, the way things are shaping up, hopefully, you know, something passes in the house right now. They're talking about it. So Open your production facility in Hudson and say, I don't make 24,000 barrels in Minnesota. I don't know. Well, I hope Minnesota definitely Changes. looks around and sees, you know, the the landscape of, of all the other states and and starts being, you know, part of the... Uh, Logic. It sounds else. like that's going in front of the deal, and that's specifically for 20K and up doing... Let me give you a timeout, Tom. So re- reset for the people that are listening that have no idea what the hell you guys are talking that's about. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah, I would just... <clears throat> the legislation um, around the you know beer industry is often uh, talked about. We've had some changes that have happened as the craft brew seen as as arose and and has it has, excuse me as it has changed completely from when some of those rules and laws were enacted and and right now I'm just trying to clarify with Brad that the specific piece is is, is growler sales above 20,000 yeah so if you're a brewery currently and you pass 20,000 barrels production um you your off sale taproom license will not be renewed, meaning you will not be able to sell growlers anymore out of your taproom. Okay. So uh, that's what's in front of um, or been proposed to change. So now there's a debate on what, what does that change to? Do, do you raise that, that limit? And I, I think that's what they're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it, the, the both sides of the fence thing is obviously we want it, right? We're like pro sure. business. Come on, let yeah. us grow. Let yeah. us, Give people growlers and, and growlers are profitable, yeah. right? And and but then now we have an awesome liquor store like Elevated saying, "Well, mm-hmm. why are all, you know customers going to the brewery for all these growlers? They should come to us and buy, sure. you know, six packs of your beer too." So I, I we see both sides of it, and for, and for us, it's just it's out of the tap room, and um, I, I don't. I don't think anyone's confusing our our tap room with um, with a liquor store. So, how many different breweries, Tom? If you had to make an educated guess, would this specifically affect? Obviously, Only five or six. L- yeah. Liftbridge, but uh, the one Castle Danger, right? Well, Aren't they another one too? Yeah, and I think you know again the, from the history, yeah. it was meant to be kind of from the super giants from coming in and kind of imposing that Miller Light tap room um, and supporting the the. I mean, I mean, it gets there's a lot of ins and outs i'll say um kind of on the three-tier system but um you know basically you know they were set up to kind of preserve that in in some ways and and you know things change and we've seen that you know over the last seven to ten years uh where you know earlier changes have made a huge impact on the growth of the the twin cities and and, and national craft beer scenes but specifically in minnesota as well so I think it's just about um, you know making common sense, good decisions uh, that work with you know what the um, spirit of of the industry is is and and you know accomplishing what you know we as a whole want to accomplish. So you know not certainly not uh, <clears throat> speaking on you know any kind of 
specifics there, but you know, generally, I think that we can get somewhere where that makes sense for for the most people. Liftbridge Brewing Company, the guest, courtesy of Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Let's transition back to the beers because we haven't even touched on what I think has been outside of Mango Blonde. A new favorite of mine from Liftbridge, and that's the Juice Z New England Style IPA. Juicy, juicy, baby, juicy. juicy. Yeah. <laughs> did you see what I did? But um, did you see what yeah. I did? <laughs> right there. So a lot of um, you know we we've done a lot of IPAs, and um, a lot of people are doing hazy double dry hopped IPAs, which you know I I, I dig a lot of them. Um, some of them are a little bit heavy, so there's a lot of like eight percenters out there. Uh, so when we did this uh, juicy, we wanted to do a New England style hazy. So it's a lot of back Pass end. Yeah. Pass that thing. Around. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, a lot right. of back end hops. So a lot of hops in at the end of boil and hops <laughs> in the um, fermenter as and dry hopping. So really beefs up that aroma. And there's very low bitterness. Mm. Keep it a little bit hazy. We have some oats in there. Um, as well to really smooth that finish out too, um, but we kept ours down. It's a little under five percent, so again, it's a little bit more of a sessionable uh, hazy. There's so, no punch to it. It's very, very smooth. But the aroma is yeah. The you know, that's aroma has the punch, but not on yep. the not on the tongue. So when you came to the to the decision that this was going to be a style of beer you're going to make, was it was it offered up initially with reluctance? Because I know a lot of brewers didn't want to go down the haze craze and follow that trend, or was this something that you guys really wanted to wanted to get after? Yeah, I mean, there was some, I guess, why are, why are we jumping on something? But, you know, then we, we set back and, well, is it good or not? Well, there are some that are good. Well, what, what could make ours good? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what do we not like about mm-hmm. some of the others that are out there? And what, you know, if, what would we like to see in it? So we stuck with, um, a hop profile that we really like, Citra, Amarillo, um, Simcoe, and then we, you know, we were like, well, let's not have it be 8% alcohol. Let's lower that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we, we deliberately went through a few of those things to make it ours. And, again, this is another case where we did, you know, a keg batch first. Hey, how was it? Um, well, let's tweak it a little bit. How is it now? Wow, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Let's, I think we got a winner. Cool. So, yeah, if, yeah I think if we wouldn't have liked it, <laughs> then we wouldn't have put it in cans. But Farm Girl still <laughs> is the is the Queen Mary, right? Farm Girl still yeah, the flagship. Farm Girl still flagship. And, um uh, you know, it's it's the one that we came out with in 2008. So, kind of heart is there too, and it's a standard forebearer of the saison, uh, American saison style. Basically, is, is Farm Girl just like really consistent sales, or do you see dips and trends over the year? Do you like does, is it down 30 percent one quarter and then right back up? Does it go up and down, or or well, is it been just always consistent? In general, beer does go down a little bit in the colder months. Sure, when, sure. You know, but but, but outside of its norms, uh, not really. Okay. so it's very steady. Yeah, that's it's nice. pretty steady and. And we'll get beer of the months here and there, and and then people will like re remember it, like oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I love this beer. <laughs> like what? Why didn't I drink it last month? Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely, there's there's a lot of that too. So uh, and I also wanted to ask because I know I probably do every single time that you come on the show, but uh, with the change in the in the bridge, I've al- I always like getting the the question from the horse's mouth in Stillwater. Did did that help hinder when they built the new bridge for you guys on ninety four? Or, or how did that affect business, if at all? Well, 36. I'm so sorry, 36. 36 yeah, 36. So, yeah, I think it's been great. And actually, this year will be interesting. So the one crappy thing is last two years, if you've been to downtown Stillwater, there's been a lot of construction. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's fences up everywhere. MnDOT's had a whole area uh, under you know quarantine forever just with trailers and all that. So that this year it's it's not going to be that way. Next year we're they're going to do some some work in front of the uh, historic lift bridge, 
and that's going to reopen in May. So actually, I'm on oh, a committee really? planning a party for the reopening May 15th and 16th. So that'll be fun. What will that be used for? I mean, well, there's a whole lift and loop trail. So you can actually run, bike, et cetera, over the lift bridge, down the Wisconsin side to the new bridge, over that, and back, or vice versa. It's about 9.2K. You're kidding. So, yeah, mm. and it's all trail now, like all trail. Oh, so that's it'll, amazing. It'll be great. And the north of Stillwater, that uh, that same trail hooks up with Brown, Browns Creek Trail to Gateway Trail, so you can literally go from Minneapolis all the way to downtown Stillwater in mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Will that be operational twelve months out of the year? Yep, <clears throat> no kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that so that's cool. And I think to answer the the question though, it, I think those things make it awesome, right? And there's been less traffic downtown, so I think the bars are doing okay, and we're we're doing a ton of stuff down there right now just to get more people down there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing a bar crawl this weekend, the Saturday, so. Uh, bocce tournament was last week and you know we have a bags tournament this week and a bar crawl so you know the businesses are constantly doing stuff to still get people down there to make it a 12-month town um, but I like going down there in the winter now like on some Friday Saturday nights because it's not so crowded yeah, right. <laughs> so it's like so I, I think overall it's been okay um, but winter is tough no matter what well it's but I always zero. think and I, again I, I know I'm a guy that visits Stillwater once or twice a year but Stillwater to me has always stood out in this state as a city with a tremendous amount of character Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've always thought that, and you were talking about you know the revitalization of the old historic lift bridge, and that speaks right to what I was just talking about. Oh yeah, and character is definitely where it's at down there, and that's why I love it. That's why I'm not moving anywhere, and yeah. that's why we put our brewery there because it is all that. Not you know the his, history of the place, the geography of the landscape, the river, and the people. There's a lot of goofy ass people there. <laughs> it makes for great people watching, and that's some awesome. of my friends. Are my friends too, but they're the biggest characters in town. Oh, so getting a table it. down by on the river there in a hot <laughs> summer night. Oh, that's that's Great. Minnesota. That's Americana mm-hmm. right Perfect. there. Uh, all right, anything else people need to know about if they want to find out more information about your beers, uh, taproom hours, things of that nature? Everything's available online. Yeah, keep following us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, etc. Too awesome. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming in. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, two tastings, Tom. This weekend it's the double beer show featured <clears throat> tasting Lift Bridge Brewery. The guest this Friday that would be tomorrow from five to seven. PM at the South Minneapolis location and this Saturday up in White Bear Lake. It's the beer show of the month. Wait, no, the beer of the month featured at Elevated. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you get six packs of Liftbridge beer for $7.99. You get to try it before you buy, figure out exactly which one you like. You know, if you haven't maybe had Hop Dish in a little while and you taste it again, you go, oh yeah. I uh, remember that this beer is awesome. Uh, uh, beer with a little, <laughs> you know, bitterness and some hops to it that, that is balanced and great, you know. And just like Brad was saying, so reintroduce yourself to some of the old favorites. Try some of these new ones. The quality is excellent. The value is unbelievable right now. So we'll have that going on. And then next week will be a full thrust into spring with mango and, and Irish coffee. So I'd love to hear that. I know I do, too. Yeah. I just I, I, I get glee on the inside thinking that it's going to be March 1st on <laughs> Sunday. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. And uh, you guys are all over social media. And if people want to find out more about that home delivery service, they can download the Elevated yeah, app. Yeah, if you don't want to get by this weekend, uh, you're doing other stuff, you want to take uh, one thing off your list, we can deliver beer for you. Hit us up at elevated.shop. And uh, you can also find that app on the Apple Store and Android. 
And uh, so there's a number of different ways to get at it and get uh, that convenient service delivered right to your house. Same prices in store. Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Talk to you again next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Weekly Beer Run. And as as Tom mentioned, find out more information at elevatedbws.com and all the associated social media channels. For Mike Fredoloni, this is Chris Reavers. We'll be right back. Do not touch that radio dial. You're listening to The Beer Show Live on Score North on 1500 and, of course, scorenorth.com. You guys are embarrassing right now. Yeah, probably. You're embarrassing. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, I I'm okay with it. Mike Golick and Trey Wingo react to the biggest stories in sports, share the breaking news, and give their takes on all the games. Whatever, man. Okay, fine. We'll do the sports thing. Golick and Wingo. Special guests. The biggest names in sports. The dramas. And the headlines. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen. I, 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 that was, that was this guy gets it. Bad. I love you. Golick and Wingo. If you're just waking <laughs> up and didn't see the game. Weekday mornings, 5 to 9 on Score North. Welcome back to the Beer Show here on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com and also the all-new Score North mobile app for both your Apple and Android devices. My name is Chris Reavers with Mike Fratelloni of Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores, and we're bringing in a guest that's very familiar to the Beer Show audience under pretty unusual circumstances, but one story that we thought we should touch on, and that happened yesterday in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's police chief identified... The shooter and the five victims of Wednesday's shooting at the Miller Brewery at a news conference this afternoon. The victims were Dale Hudson, Genade Leveshes, Jesus Valley, Dana Walk, and Trevor Westelar. All worked for the Miller Coors Brewing Company. And we welcome in our friend John Leiningkugel, who is on the phone right now inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. John, sorry to have you on under such uh, uh, odd circumstances, because normally when you have you in studio, it's a fun, vibrant conversation. But I texted you this morning because I really did think that this was a subject that we needed to broach. And uh, thank you for joining us under uh, what is, I'm sure, really dire circumstances for all of those in Milwaukee affected by this tragedy. Uh, hey, Reavers. Hey, hey Fratelloni. Uh, great to be on with you guys uh, after the lift bridge uh, segment which was very uplifting and uh, very beery and even some soda talk in there. And um, <laughs> just always great to be on with you guys. And, yes, I wish we were celebrating all things lining kugels and all things beer. But, um, yeah, a real solemn, sad, um, tragic day for, you know, the Miller Brewing Company in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and that area and that neighborhood known affectionately as the Miller Valley. And, um, you know, the Lining Kugels have been partnered with Miller Brewing Company since 1988, and uh, they are our parent company. And my brother, Dick, who is our current brewery president in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, and myself, uh, not only lived in Milwaukee, but worked uh, right at that um in the Miller Valley at, at the, uh, at the corporate headquarters, just above the hill from, uh, from the brewery. So, you know, that is, um, our extended family, Ravers. Yeah, for sure. So a real, real tough day and, and nice of you to, uh, report on it and uh, include it in the beer show. And, you know, I saw your posting on Twitter this morning, and that's why I wanted to reach out to you right away. And the thing, I guess, that, that, that struck home with me was obviously the relationship that both Mike and I have with you, your family, and your brewery, most notably. But a couple of years ago, I took my son to a Brewers game, and we stayed 
at the Ambassador Hotel, <laughs> which was blocks from where this all took place. And I, I, I'll never forget, it was a Monday night game. They were playing the Atlanta Braves. We walked, basically, from the hotel to the ballpark. And I just thought it was it was... It was community. It was people waving to it. it was, and it, that's why that part of it struck me so hard. And for five people to lose their lives uh, over such senseless violence in an area and in a in a in a, in a excuse me in a business that is so identified with that part of the world. That's John. For me, that's really what struck me. Yeah. Well, well said, Chris. And you know, Milwaukee. Um, I always say this to people. And, and I love Milwaukee. I, I love visiting there, but, uh, to live there was fat, was a fabulous, uh, part of my life. Um, and, and now here I am, uh, back in Viking, Viking country. I'm not even in Wisconsin. I'm, uh, sitting, uh, roadside here, pulled over in, uh, downtown Prior Lake, believe it or not. Uh, just fresh back from, uh, Houston, Texas, where we were holding our annual sales conference. But, what I tell people about Milwaukee is it's not a city. It's a big town. Yep. The city is 90 miles to the south, and that's the great Midwestern city of Chicago. But Milwaukee, like so many big towns or cities, is a, is a uh, city made up of neighborhoods with um, you know, great ethnic people from, from all over the world. And that's why it's also known as the city of, of festivals, because each and every weekend there's a heritage um, festival celebrating all the different backgrounds and ethnicities that make the town of Milwaukee so great, from Irish Fest, German Fest, Italian Fest, and, you know, and then in the middle of the summer, we just celebrate Summer Fest there, and it's just it's a wonderful, wonderful town. And, you know, anything like this can happen, you know, in the world we live in can happen anytime, anywhere to anyone. And, um, you just have to treasure, um, every hour, every day, every week, every month and every year. And, um, you know, and, and celebrate it and celebrate it with beer. But, this is something that's going to impact uh, Milwaukee and uh, in the Miller Valley and our larger company now known as Molson Coors Beverage Company uh, for a long time because what I love about beer and brewing in the community is it really is a, 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 a community of family. And I think Chris and Mike, what struck me last night was hearing our senior leadership address us for the second time with an update, and they said that they had heard from so many competitors, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that was really heartwarming, and that, because we battle every day in this industry for every tap handle, for every shelf placement, and sometimes we say some not nice things about you know, one another as competitors, mm-hmm. big and small. But um, when something like this happens, when a tr- senseless tragedy like this happens, and you hear from your competitors that you are basically at war with every day in, in the retail environment, uh, to, to know that they have your back and that they love you as brewers um, is really, really heartwarming and special. Can you talk about the corporate culture 
of your business and of the parent company, Miller, and how that will affect the employees that have to go back because everyone's going to go back. And it's yeah. a sad truth, but having a strong culture, and you and I have talked about that before, what, what is it like and, and, and what, what will happen? You know, I, the only thing I can um, provide to you and, and the listeners here of the beer show on AM 1500 is, uh, is you know, it, it'll galvanize the community, I think. It'll galvanize the company even more. And I, th- I think the company will, uh, will be, you know, it always had a great culture, and, and most breweries do. And that's what I love about breweries and brewing. Um, because beer has always brought people together. And uh, I just think you know, for Molson Coors Beverage Company, there in Milwaukee and in Chicago and in Golden, Colorado, and, and our other breweries across the nation, and even the Lion Coors Brewing Company in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, um, I just feel that you'll that that us as a family of employees are just going to have a little bit more love and compassion for one another. And there was a, there was a lot of hugs last night, you know, and you just don't see that a lot in our business. John Leinenkugel is the guest here on the beer show talking about the tragedy that took place in Milwaukee uh, yesterday afternoon. And John, I'm so glad that you touched on the, the communal aspect of the industry as a whole. We were kind of talking about it earlier with our friends from Liftbridge. And one of the things that I've always, always truly marveled at doing this show and meeting all of these people that are behind the scenes with these breweries is the fact that by and large, they're all fans of one another. When something like this happens at one particular place, it affects the industry as a whole. And that's why I was so glad to hear that so many different competitors of yours had reached out to you because like I said when I the first thing I thought of when I saw this story yesterday was you guys you know at 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 Lining Kugels mm-hmm. and yeah. and honestly that's one of the things that I've always truly marveled at of this industry is the fact that you guys are all fans of one another yeah nice of you to uh say that chris and and pick up on that and uh that that just shows that that you and little Mike from Ace Fratelloni stores across the metro area. Are, I think I might be taller than you, but okay. <laughs> are, are really are really smart, uh, intelligent individuals, and uh, you must be drinking some good beer because uh, um, that that helps. Well, John, I I can't tell you how much I appreciate you making a couple of minutes for us, and I've got an offer for you. How about you come in studio next week, (laughs) and we talk about fun things ahead for the Line and Google family? Does that sound like a plan? Right on, my friend. So I uh, that is the plan, and uh, I certainly hope to do that. And I hope that I don't have to uh, text you with a change in plans. That is not my plan. (laughs) So I plan to be uh, in studio on the show talking about uh, some new things coming from Lining Kugels that I think some beer drinkers will love. Beautiful. Not all, but, but some. Beautiful. And, uh, and something that we're really excited about. Awesome. Well, John, again, thank you so much, and uh, sincere condolences from all of us here at AM 1500 and the Hubbard family of broadcast networks. Uh, our heart goes out to everyone at Molson Coors, uh, so send us send them our best, please. Right on, Chris and Mike, and I'm sure you're up against the next break, but if everyone could just go out and buy a six-pack of Miller High Life and uh, and toast this weekend to, uh, you know, fallen people that... Uh, didn't go home to their families last night. Uh, I bet Frederick Miller and uh, 
all the brewers would absolutely love a uh, toast of the champagne of bottled beers, Miller High Life. Thank you, John. Thank Talk you, John. to you, buddy. Prost. Cheers, guys. Cheers. There he goes, John Lonick, Google. One wow. of the absolute best people wow. in the entire business. And uh, I did, I know, I didn't really pref- or, uh, prepare Mike for John's appearance on the show today. And it's because, honestly, when I saw that story, there's really one show that's going to touch on this mm-hmm. subject in, in depth the way that sure. we did. And I just thought it was kind of necessary and- because, listen, not only did this story involve a company that you know we talk about the weekly on the show, about, yeah. but this is Milwaukee. Sure, this is our backyard. Yeah. You know, this is you know, we always think that when a story like this happens, that we're kind of immune to that. Mm-hmm. It happened in our backyard, yeah. Mike. Can I say something about John? Please. What an incredible spokesman for his company. He's the best. He's just He's the, the absolute best. best. He talks with such elegance. He's so much fun. I mean, this was obviously a very, uh, you know, sad mm-hmm. conversation that we had, but he's just such an elegant speaker about his industry. It just, he's such an impressive, impressive guy. Every yeah. time we have him on the show, first of all, he's, he's like a party man. I mean, he's a lot, a lot of fun, <laughs> but he's just good. And he just represents yeah. the beer industry with such elegance. I'm just so impressed by that guy. I have mentioned this uh, a number of times during this show and, and other was that I'm affiliated with. One of my personal favorite memories in my history of broadcasting which i'm getting old almost is that 20 years mm-hmm. now but one of my favorite memories in, in all of the stations that i've worked for that are both owned by this company and others is the state fair show that we did yeah. a couple of years ago in which all three line and kugel brothers mm-hmm. were on stage and they took over yes <laughs> and i mean honest to god when john's on you just kind of hand on the microphone and you stand back. I remember looking at you. You hit time, the throttle and you just get away. I looked at you and I said, why am I here? I mean, why Why? Why do we have Frataloni who knows nothing about it? Right. I mean, I can't wait till next week. Hopefully he can make it. Worst case scenario, he'll make it at the state fair because yeah. that's the best. But what an elegant, elegant guy and what a sad tragedy. And we're just, our, our hearts and yeah. prayers and thoughts go out to everybody at that company. But I'm glad he mentioned that at the end. And he makes a great point. The, the best way to honor... Go get a six-pack of Miller yeah. High Life, the champagne of and beers, toast. and have a toast. Or yeah, have a line and Google, any one of their products, and have a line and Google. And have, have them all. Have them all. Go, get, them all. go get some Lift Bridge. Yeah. You, you have permission from your friends at the beer I mean, show. Think of those poor people that were, yeah. and I don't know what they did if for work or where, what department they were in, but people still have to work in that department. Yep. That building's not going to get knocked down. they got to get back to work eventually. And that the fear and the tragedy yeah. and the thoughts, that would be really painful and tough well, to do. Like I said, I, when I was reading the story yesterday, Mike, my son and I stayed, I don't, I don't know how familiar you are with, the, it was basically mm-hmm. right outside of the, of the Marquette uh, University okay. campus. And we were going to, and I specifically picked a Monday night baseball game to take my then at the time he must have been five year old son, because okay. you know we're, we we road trip sure, to a ball game every summer. That, yeah. I thought I'm going to pick Monday night. It'll be a family kind of, and it mm, was great. Sure. We walked from the ambassador to it. It, it was it was safe feeling. It was yeah. completely safe. Yes. You just thought you're in as 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 a John town. mentioned, yeah. you are in a big town. Mm-hmm. Is what you are when you're in the yeah. city of Milwaukee. So anyway, yeah, our our hearts go out to them. But uh, we got a couple of minutes left. One thing I did want to touch back on was the 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 three tiered system. Yes, isn't it funny how it's twenty four thousand barrels? I think is that it's twenty. The they said twenty, but I thought it was always twenty four thousand. But barrels. think about when we started doing this show seven years ago. Yeah. That. Couple made people made it. But, that's it. But the state, it's yeah. I'm talking about the state itself yeah. would think, 
We'll get to it. Yeah, no one's but, ever going to sell twenty four thousand barrels. But craft yeah. beer has yeah. grown into the monster that it has. That the state is going. Uh, yeah, we 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 got to kind of get this get get this together and get it's this on shocking. the docket. And you know the and he was real nice. Brad was real nice about saying, "Hey, I can understand how liquor stores want to sell our beer. Very diplomatic. <laughs> but you know when you sell a a growler of your beer that costs you whatever the growler costs and whatever the ingredients cost, mm-hmm. and you get all the full retail, that probably makes more than or the equivalent of selling a half a keg. I mean, right. that's a lot of profit in that. And to lose that would be very difficult. Right. Uh, if you missed any portion of the program, please, I urge you to download the podcast. You can find it at podcast1scorenorth.com. And please rate and review the show and subscribe. It helps others to find the beer show. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Reavers. You're the best. We'll talk to you again next Thursday night. Our thank Thanks to both Liftbridge Brewery, Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, and of course, John Liney, Google, joining us on the phone. For Mike Fredoloni, my name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next Thursday night. Until then, my friends, cheers. For play-by-play is the Score North Studios, Minnesota United FC. Dotson, left foot, left foot, shot, he scores! With a Minnesota goal! The best play-by-play comes to you from the Score North Studios. Hear all the action on Score North, scorenorth.com, or the Score North mobile app. United is how we play. Minnesota United Soccer on Score North.